Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, the first ever race review, non-race review that's ever hit the channel. I am back. If you were watching the Quali Watch along, you would have seen Katie taking over and pretty much just dominating the host role. So thank you, Katie, for filling in uh, for me going on holiday. How dare I? But I'm back now. Uh, and what a time to come back. Really glad I, I rushed home from holiday to do an internet's best reactions and a podcast on one lap officially around Belgium. Um, how are we feeling, guys? Good? Yeah, I've been all right. It's, it's one of those things where I was in the comfort of my own home and it was annoying to obviously not watch a Formula One race because we had the summer break and was very excited to watch the Formula One race. Um, and while it was hilarious to be at home and we get all the memes on Twitter and have a laugh about it, um, I do feel very sorry for the fans that were not in the comfort of their own homes and had to essentially pay a lot of money to be very drenched. So I am very much feeling for any any guys watching that actually went to the race today. For, for those of you watching, sorry, listening on audio, that was Tommy, the founder of WTF1 speaking. Just uh, just thought I'd let everybody know. Uh, Katie, oh, WTF1 you, editor. You forgot. How, how you went you? away on holiday. And forgot I know. The, I forgot I the clause. Your job is safe for now, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much echoing what Tommy said. Like, if you're one of the people that was there in Spa, you're an absolute trooper. I would not want to be in that um, position. And yeah, just sad, really. I know Mother Nature... Um, has our own thing going on and we obviously couldn't race yesterday um but still disappointing uh to have had everything sort of up in the air and no real answers or clear answers um given to us by race direction and stuff like that which means i get to have another little rant later which i will try and keep brief <laughs> no it's fine we'll, we'll just do a we need to talk about something just for katie's rant yeah, yeah exactly we have to fill this podcast somehow um <laughs> Of course, I want to mention uh, to our Team WTF1 members that are watching live on this podcast, hello. Hello okay. to Izzy Hollingsworth, Jason Williams, Alice Holman, to, to name a few uh, who are active in the comments right now. But uh, if you want to sign up to Team WTF1 and enjoy the live podcast, exclusive events like our Silverstone Track Experience, which is coming up on the 15th. Is that right? 15th of September? Yeah, indeed. Uh, we, have a, we have a competition also to win a day at the Mercedes F1 factory where you can drive a, the, the actual Formula One simulator. Like you can drive the Mercedes Formula One simulator. All you have to do is be a member of Team WTF1. You'll be heading around the esports facility as well there at Mercedes. And also a chance to race for us in WTF1 as Team WTF1 because I'm not good enough. So therefore we have to <laughs> have people that are good to represent us. And, and there's lots, lots more as well. So check the link in the description to sign up. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right, let's get into some three-word reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not a race review, was it? Uh, it was certainly just... Uh, Three word safety car laps review. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they were Zach Houston 52 with a nice nap. Uh, actually, it's probably more of an actual full blown sleep if you were uh, if you fell <laughs> asleep from the from the sort of pre-show all the way to the end. Uh, Rich Hardy bit wet in it. And John dot LWE rain, rain, rain. Go away. Uh yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, no three-word reviews on any sort of action because there wasn't really any uh so katie 
I want you to do your best because right. we've, we've done loads Just of yeah, <laughs> your, your best rant. And also I'm seeing a three word race review. I feel like it needs like a London accent to that, to be honest. So I agree. Yeah. OK, I hope That's I don't it. cause offence to anyone with this, but I'm going with sort it out, which is sort it out in case you needed it. Thank you for the trans. Yeah, I appreciate That's okay. that. For the I feel like that was maybe needed. Um, <laughs> so, yes, this is basically referring to the whole organ oh, unorganised chaos um, that unfolded with the events yesterday. I mean, Formula One is an outdoor sporting event, okay? Weather is going to influence it, whether that's rain, whether that's snow or a heat wave. There are things in place to make things safer if we do get rain, like the wet weather tyres and stuff. But at the end of the day, if it rains, it rains. There's nothing Formula One can do about it. They can't put a dome over the circuit to keep it away. We've just got to deal with it. But it's the things that Formula One and the FIA and the circuit organisers need to work on to prepare for situations like this because, you know, bad weather is inevitable. I'm amazed, to be honest, that we've not had a race before this that's been pretty much rained off from the get-go like obviously before this the shortest race in f1 history was 1991 australian grand prix um but i'm amazed something like this hasn't come around sooner um f1 need to work with the circuits to make sure they're better equipped for situations like this because we saw from fans perspectives that were sitting on like banks to watch the race that they just became like mudslides People that were parking in car parks had to get their cars towed out by tractors and stuff like that. Public transport is absolutely clueless in driving people around and buses and stuff like that. I've heard lots of things and had experience of that myself at Spa a few years ago where the bus driver, like we were having to get Google Maps to show the bus where to go to the circuit. Like there just needs to be more things done um, with the circuit. Um, but then F1 and the FIA themselves need to desperately update their sporting regulations. Um, the regulations state at the moment that if a race is suspended and more than two laps are completed, half points are awarded, which is what we saw yesterday. But I think that needs to be made clearer in that these are green flag laps and not following the leader behind the safety car like we saw yesterday. Um, however, there's a whole section in the sporting regulations um, in Article 41 and 42, which explains on what to do when suspending a race um, and then when getting back into the things after it's been suspended, so red flags, that kind of thing. Um, the FIA stated that there was um, a three hour window that the race needed to be completed in at 3 p.m. yesterday, not at 3.25, which is when the formation laps began. But then they broke their own rule, which for me is a bit suspicious and a bit odd. I find that strange. Um, under force majeure to say that the race would have an hour left when they decided that was a good time, um, which just added to the complications of people from the commentary teams to the actual teams themselves, because Korean Chandok on Sky Sports was going around and he said that he spoke to six teams asking what was going on and he got six different answers. Like that should never be a situation in a sport like Formula One, which is the pinnacle. It should not be people running around like headless chickens, not having a clue as to what their cars are gonna be doing in the next few minutes and that kind of stuff. Um, and on top of that, I mean, we'll probably talk about it later, but with Sergio Perez, um, there's, plenty of argument for and against whether he should have been allowed to start the race because it's meant to be that you can like if you have your car brought back to the garage with an aid of like a mechanical truck or whatever then you shouldn't be allowed to start and there's all sorts of loopholes in the regulations not to mention the fact that 
the terminology in it is massively outdated. Um, this is something I picked up on and I messaged Tommy about it. And I don't know if it's just me being like a millennial, if I even fall into that category, but like everything is referred to as he, which really bugs me um, because this is 2021 and there are other people aside from men that work in the paddock and stuff. It, it, the whole thing just needs a massive overhaul. Um, and we've seen the regulations updated in the past, like there's now a rule, and I will wrap this round up quickly, I just need to get it off my chest. <laughs> but there's a rule now where it says that if there are 12 cars, a fewer than 12 cars available for a race, Formula One have the right to cancel it. And I'm sure that's probably been bought in as a result of the 2005 US Grand Prix. But um, yeah, sporting regulations already are like hundreds of pages long. And because I'm a nerd and I like all this sort of stuff. Like over the summer break, I've been going through the sporting regulations bit by bit and annotating it <laughs> to like learn the rules, make sure I know what's going on. And even after yesterday, like nobody had a clue. <laughs> so things need to change, make it black and white. Thank you for coming to my TED talk and I'll be quiet for the rest of the podcast. Bye. <laughs> right. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in to this podcast. Uh, Let's wrap that up there. That's it. You've had your two hours of content and now... <laughs> That, that my rant was longer than the blimmin' race. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It actually was. What a joke. Um, well, what, I don't know how to really follow that, to be honest. Um, but yes, it is, you know, Formula One is very much outdated in some of its uh, areas in the regulations. And it just, obviously with now and in 2021, we get the benefit of hearing some FIA team radio, which we've never, ever heard before. We don't, we never knew how headless of a chicken you know, the, the head of the FIA were in previous years gone by. We don't know if they're running around, you know, like the SpongeBob meme with fire everywhere and, and whatever, or if it was, <laughs> you know, completely and utterly fine and dandy with, with the likes of Charlie Whiting and stuff. So I, I don't want to be quick to judge that Michael Massey is doing a horrendous job, but at the same time, when we're being given this information, you go, oh, wow, they actually don't know what they're doing. And, and that's, that's obviously very eye-opening for Formula One fans because at least before we had this sort of mirage that Formula One had everything under control. Now we know that they don't have a clue what they're doing. They're changing the rules. Michael Massey goes, no, Perez can't come back into the race. Oh, no, he can. Okay, no worries. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for finding the, that in the you know, the clauses of the, of the regulations. So, yeah, it yeah. was very frustrating as Formula One fans to watch that, I think. As, well, I speak for Formula One fans when I say that, but I, I'm sure that a lot of people were left frustrated. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, there's there's a lot of Katie for FIA president in the chat right now, but after that rant. But yeah, it's how a, how a pinnacle sport can not know the rules. Like you say, it was... It was, it was all being broadcast out there in the open of the whole calamitous situation where... They didn't really have a clue what was going on. It's, I sympathise to a point, and I know that a lot of people have, you know, because I put something up about like the fans should be refunded, which we'll go into later. But and a lot of people are like, oh, what? Because it rained. But it's a difficult situation because if you think about it, F1 is seventy years old. We've had over a thousand races, and this has never happened where a Formula One race can simply not go ahead. I don't think, apart from maybe the odd. Um, old school uh person even older than me um believes that that race should have gone ahead it's not it's not the fact that we're arguing that no send them out in those conditions because we saw exactly what happened when they did that in qualifying the previous uh day and it was pretty chaotic and we were all saying you know it's pretty obvious this needs to be a red flag and that was the same 
it's the communication, like Katie said, and you've said, Matt, that it's just all over the place. I saw, um, I know a few people actually went to Spa. I was just before this podcast, I was watching um, Sim Dane, who's a YouTuber, and he'd posted, he'd gone to the race and he'd posted on Instagram story, absolutely drenched, having a bit of a rant um, like Katie, but even worse, because he was there and he's paid his money to go. And, you know, he was absolutely freezing. And he said, we did, had no idea what was going on. Um, we weren't getting any updates. People were going home. He didn't know whether to stay, whether you, you should go home because, you know, beat the traffic if it's never going to happen. And it seemed like, if anything, they were just sort of um, toying with people to, like, make them stay in the freezing cold and the rain in the hope when it was never going to happen because you literally saw... I'm sure there was a tweet at the very start of the race, or it was even the team radio of Charlotte Claire that said, um, the rain's really heavy and it's going to be worse in half an hour. So you knew it was going to be worse, um, but they didn't say anything like, <laughs> it's a difficult situation, but it's almost like it would have been better if they just said, sorry, this race can't go ahead. There's absolutely mm -hmm. no way we're getting this done. And at least the people there can maybe go home, get a refund and, end up a bit drier than waiting for four hours i guess the problem with that though is that none of the teams knew what was actually going to happen with the weather because it was such a short amount of time they were getting getting given on the forecast because it's got its own you know mini climate whatever they want to call it so i i think if they had called it off they would have got even more backlash for not giving it a go so I, I, I'm a little bit of in both sides, really, because obviously it is a shame that the fans didn't manage to see racing. But I think a lot of them wanted to stay there anyway to see whether or not it would uh, go ahead. Because, of course, you know, they, they could leave if they wanted to. Um, but then, of course, you know, they were then I, I saw some tweets saying that, that people were leaving the track and then they found out that the race was going ahead, but they just couldn't be bothered at that stage, even though it didn't actually go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, it's a complete mess, really, um... wasn't it? The, the word's been used a lot in COVID times, but it can be said again that it is unprecedented that, like I say, it's had over a thousand Formula mm. One races and it's never been to I can't believe point. it's never happened. I can't, be I can't believe it's never happened. I thought there'd you've, be something. You've had, but... I mean, I've seen people posting screenshots of like Fuji in 2007 mm. and stuff like that. And But that raced for a bit, didn't it? It, it did. Mm. They raced for a bit, um, whether they should have or not. And also let's not forget that Spa is a very different racetrack. And I think that would have definitely bit played on people's minds as well. The, the situation that we had in the W series, and that was dry compared to what it mm. was yesterday. Mm. Um, and uh, of everything, you know, people being quite angsty at the safety of Spa. And then you having this absolutely horrendous weather where people on the formation lap couldn't even see the red lights in front of them of the car in front. It was yeah. ridiculous. It was the right decision at the end of the day. Like, you know, we could see on the cameras, you know, it was unbelievably bad. And we're not the ones in the cockpits. As much as, you know, the cameras do do it quite good justice. I think Danny Rick was saying that, you know, that he doesn't really need to explain to fans because of how high quality the, the cameras are. But at the same time, you're not actually there with your helmet on with spray hitting you. So, yeah, I can understand why it never went ahead because the only real window maybe was at the start. And, you know, mm. they, they, it was deemed then that it wasn't uh, suitable. Anyway, let's move into a question. And we're kind of just going like, wow, blah. I, I love it. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> we were like, yeah, it's going to be a really short podcast. I guarantee it's going to be the longest podcast. Yeah, ever I, know, I think we're generally going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're literally not into the first question from the fans. Anyway, at Asus Savannah, can you give me a short and clear explanation? That'll be difficult. Of what the actual racing laps were before the red flag countback. My brain is mushed up and I'm just confused. There were two laps, wasn't it? Two and then one was count. Two red flagged. Yeah, so the formation laps didn't count count. at the start. The ones they did right at the very start. That was just to suss out conditions. Then then they obviously realised that to finish the race, and and this is the, we'll go into it later, but this is the the thing that annoyed so many people. Um, Lewis Hamilton was very outspoken about it. So was Sebastian Vettel and Alonso that, with the whole money talks comment that they knew that you you have to do two laps for a formula one race and the fact that they decided okay let's just do it behind the safety car and then we don't have to refund the fans and it counts as a race and we can give half points um whether that's the right decision or not um so yeah they went out behind the safety car did two laps then they red flagged the race but there's a count back so (laughs) they didn't actually do two laps because it goes back one lap so that's why, as Katie mentioned at the start, it's the shortest race ever. It, it was three minutes and 27 seconds long, that race. It's absolutely... Just when you thought... Action. You know, 2021, lap, 2021 just can't get any more insane, yeah. can it? Yeah, it's, it is crazy. I mean, going back to sporting regulations. So um, from Article 42 is when they talk about resuming a race after it's been suspended. So they say each lap completed while the safety car is deployed will be counted as a race lap, which is what we saw then. Um, And then if the race cannot be resumed, the results will be taken at the end of the penultimate lap before the lap during which the signal to suspend the race was given, which is why we technically had three laps because Verstappen went round twice and then crossed the you know, start finish line for a third lap and then it was red flag. So it counts as the more than two. Um, but why on the final classification, which is like the final results and that sort of set in stone, um, it says that it was after one lap and it is like the six kilometers or however long no, spa. How long is spa? Four kilometers or something like that? Seven. I don't know. Or maybe seven? it's no, yeah, maybe it's it was six, seven, it's four miles, six point it? eight or something. Yeah. So that's why um that's the distance of the race on there. And like Tommy said, it was three minutes, 28 or something for the length of the race. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's so many rules that have sort of clashed with each other that just proves that the sporting regulations need to have a proper overhaul um, because it just gets silly. Because then, like we said, of the the leader has to have completed more than two laps, but then it's that's cancelled out by another art, like rule in the Article 42 later on where it says that the penultimate lap is and it's like it just becomes so stupid that now it could be I don't think it will happen but a team might even protest this and say well it's not fair that our rivals are getting championship points when technically you only did one lap um if anybody was to protest it I would have think they would have done it by now and if it's going to be anyone it's likely to be somebody like Alfa Romeo or they did a statement today which Mm. I must admit when I saw team statement from Alfa Romeo I was like oh god here we go this is it this is the the protest (laughs) but it was just them saying that they were disappointed that they essentially gave out points and called it a race um and they were I guess they were probably well I guess they were the only team that were outspoken essentially arguing against 
F1 because F1 themselves were trying to cover themselves a lot. And, you know, I saw some things where uh, Lewis Hamilton was very vocal with his money talks comment and they used half of his statement to be like, talk about how great the fans were, but ignored the bit where Hamilton was basically roasting F1 and saying that it was an absolute joke that they made all the fans wait there and not going to give them their money back. So, um, yeah. And also, can I just say, I'm not a fan of people going, oh, well, Lewis Hamilton, you get paid so much. Why don't you pay them back yourself? It's not Lewis Hamilton's responsibility. Just because he's the only driver that's got the just because he's the only driver that's got the balls to yeah. say that they should have a refund, people are like, well, why don't you give him one? Well, why don't and all also, the drivers come together and do it? Or F1 themselves. It's just that really grates on me when people attack Lewis like that. The, no the British pro- bias. It's just the facts. problem I have with the refund thing, as much as, you know, I think they definitely do deserve it, is the fact that it doesn't come from Formula One, it comes from the circuit, and the circuit rely on ticket sales. And they're screwed. So, if, uh... Yeah, and if they refund the fans, they are probably dead in the water. So I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know their financial situation, but I know that that's the not problem. Good, it's, it's not like Spark <laughs> and go, here you go, there's 100 million or whatever, you know, back to the fans. Like, it's just... Yeah, well, I don't think it's probably 100 million, but yeah, you know, you get you get the gist. Uh, mm. So I think it's going to be a very difficult thing for for fans to get that uh, because I guess what you do you refund just for the Sunday? I guess you do, and then how does it work if you bought a three day ticket? And uh, I don't know. Anyway, I I don't think it's going to go ahead. I don't think they'll get refunded. I think it's just unfortunately what's happened in one in a thousand races as you say tommy i'm so. sure there's something in the small print as well that's like if weather disrupts a session yeah like you F1 aren't liable money back. because yeah, exactly. and, well that's exactly what lewis was complaining about that and and sebastian vettel there was a there was a bit of team radio uh, there was a question actually a way later so i guess we'll just um talk about it now but um about will fans be refunded i mean sebastian vettel was very cynical when they told him that they were going behind the safety car and there's a bit of team radio where Sebastian Vettel goes it doesn't look uh it looks wetter than before why are we going out oh wait tv money and then um (laughs) yeah and then said something along the lines of uh oh well um I can't afford to they said like oh the race director will listen to you if you want and he said well I can't afford to pay the race director the money that he's going to get from the tv so and so so it wasn't just Lewis Hamilton it was Sebastian but unsurprisingly it was those two um sort of the older statesmen are oh yeah they know the speaking they know. up and they know that their teams are not gonna not gonna fire them or anything and they can just say what they want now because they're they're legends of the sport so they can just say what they want and yeah it was funny to hear Sebastian Vettel just basically say well I everyone knows why you're doing these two laps behind the safety car so you can tick off a clause and move on and you're covered exactly because it would go down as a cancelled race wouldn't it really uh, and then a lot of money gets comes out of Formula One's pocket rather than everyone else's so and especially yeah, as we've just ideal. lost a race literally they announced a new calendar didn't they on Saturday saying we're going to go from 23 to 22 races so then if that Still became 21 races yeah but <laughs> if that became that. 21 races then you know it's just like you say more money coming out of Formula One's pot that they need apparently so yeah we'll... God, this is a sassy podcast my <laughs> God, there's so much negativity. I love it. Right. Um, next question. Let's, let's <laughs> I don't think any of these questions are going to be positive. <laughs> I, I love it. Just ready to just wrap. I bet there's so much ranting going on in the uh, in the comments as well. Uh, next question. Team WTF1 member Line. We're on to question two. Well done, guys. 
what can we realistically do to prevent stuff like this from happening? Just put up a force field over a yeah, circuit. Bubble. I mean, as we've already mentioned, it's happened once in Formula One's history. It's probably not going to happen for a very long time. Watch it happen at Zandvoort. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's predicted rain. It's predicted it rain. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, God. It's funny how the narrative has changed from rain. Yeah, that everyone uh, Now rain. everyone's like, no. <laughs> beep, beep, We're like, yes, but not too much. Not too much. Just yeah. a little drizzle. <laughs> we want to choose the quantity now, not just. Yeah. My, um, my only thing with this is, and it, there's definitely some hindsight involved, but obviously they've got their TV radars um and they know kind of that it's going to rain all day um i know max said something similar to this as well that you're waiting around until 3 p.m to do a race when it's raining all day of course the track is going to be at its worst and waterlogged then and i know it's a tv nightmare um to reschedule things quite late but they had a Formula 3 race that day. They had a Porsche Super Cup race that day. If mm -hmm. I was a fan, and people are like, oh, you saw the F3 race in Porsche Super Cup. They've not paid £200 to see the Porsche Super Cup. Do you know what I mean? I would be like, why are you not putting Formula 1 first yeah. and making sure that race happens in the better conditions? I know it's hindsight because, you know, there might have been a gap in the radar later and then it would be like, well, why have you scheduled the whole thing? But I wonder how... I wonder to stop this happening in the future. Um, maybe it's something for them to think about to say if it's scheduled mm. biblical rain all day <laughs> and it's not really raining that much in the morning that on, on the Saturday they say to avoid another Spa 2021, get to the circuit early. We're going to do the Formula One at 11 a.m., 12 p.m. and get the race done because and unfortunate for f3 and poor super cup but at the end of the day people have paid their ticket price to see the formula one um so i guess yeah. i understand it from a an attendance point of view mm. but i know How that they wouldn't do it for tv with, how could you would, communicate that with all the fans as well and like you'd rely on yeah you'd rely on everyone having twitter shuffled. and stuff these days exactly <laughs> and the amount of people that aren't on twitter lucky um yeah <laughs> lucky they, you know, so many people would have mi would miss the race uh if they're if they're watching on mm. tv so i can understand why they don't do that uh, unless it was literally on the run-up to the whole weekend and they can put it into every advert but it just seems like it's almost covering if you think they've had it before where like qualif qualifying at suzuka there was the um like the hurricane or the tsunami or whatever it was and they ended up doing the qualifying sunday morning and it's been put on it's been communicated so it can happen um it's whether that's the lesser of two evils isn't it i guess that you have a race at 12 p.m and some people miss it or you have the absolute um i can't say that word um chaos of uh <laughs> what happened yesterday nice good save yeah i think you know i do i do sympathize with formula one in that circuits like spa have a microclimate and we've seen it a million times before where it says rain you know 80 percent chance of rain predicted in the race and then nothing happens so like obviously the weather and predicting what's going to happen is incredibly challenging and so i can see why formula one held out till the very last moment to try and provide some sort of racing action for the fans and i do genuinely believe that 
they were doing it because they wanted to give us racing action. But yeah, there, there comes a point, which is why I was thinking, oh, well, thankfully they've done this three hour time frame. If we haven't raced by 6 p.m. local time, then we're not getting a race. So then when they announced, actually, we're going to like pretty much pause, pause it. Pause it. I was like, no, this is literally, you're undoing all of the semi-decent work you've done before now, because it could be that we're sat around for like another four or five hours. I know things will get dark, you know, the sun will set, the moon will rise, all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I just think in the future, as bitter of a pill as it is to swallow, they need to say, right, weather conditions aren't going to improve. We're going to put a three-hour timer on as much as like, it could be just chance that the rain stops bang on six o'clock, but that's just a risk we're going to have to take. And if we haven't got racing by this time, then it's cancelled. So... I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of. The, I, I, I didn't even know in in the lead up to this that it was a three hour t- time limit. I thought it was a four hour time limit, and all of a sudden it's a three. And I, I'm not a fan of it, to be honest, especially with the fact that the clock starts when the beginning of the race is. Yeah, because how long just, was Mon- Montreal? Was about four over four hours. Yeah, wasn't it? it was over four. And I thought it was brought in to make sure it doesn't have another one of those, which I can understand. But when you're restricting to three hours, that doesn't give you much of a window. And then, you know, mm-hmm. doing this whole like, okay, actually this rule, we're going to change it because we actually don't like it that much. You know, it's just the most confusing thing. Anyway, I'm trying Five, to... I was going to say 5.3, sorry, Matt. 5.3B okay. of the regulations say, should the race be suspended, see Article 41, which is the race suspension bit. The length of the suspension will be added to this period for up to a maximum total race time of three hours. But then they were like, no. you know what? Nah. We're just gonna Pause. just gonna change the rule book here. <laughs> right. We interrupt this WTF1 podcast for a very quick chat about one of our sponsors for this episode, Relief Band. We've all experienced that horrible feeling, haven't we? Whether it's in the back seat of a car, staring at your phone after one too many on a night out with friends, or even just the anxiety of a work day. Nausea can ruin a day, force us to change our plans, and in the most severe cases, make us unable to function. For those of you who can relate, let me introduce you to Relief Band. Even if you don't get nauseous often, I'd try Relief Band for the anxiety benefits alone. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy and so much more. Anyone who deals with nausea knows how awful it is. You don't need me to tell you that. The product itself is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy and provides all natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. How it works is Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach, telling you that you are sick. It's not a product you want to miss out on. It'll bring you peace of mind and help you never worry about nausea again. As you're getting ready to take that summer road trip, hopping on the boat or just anxious about heading back into the office, we've got good news. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for WTF1 listeners. If you go to reliefband.co.uk and use promo code WTF1, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to reliefband.co.uk and use our promo code wtf1 for 20% off plus free shipping right let's get back to the podcast i forgot my name 55 comes in with should this be the final straw in michael mass's position as race director it was an absolute disgrace today in relation to the organization and clarity of the event oh just let's pop some more negative spice into the cauldron of this podcast um seatbelt in get strapped in for this let's go (laughs) i think i have to kind of refer back to my point and the fact that we don't 
we're obviously blessed with this FIA team radio, but also it's a curse for them because they realised that it's not actually as uh, as rosy and as organised as we all thought. Um, obviously, Massey has made a lot of mistakes throughout this season, to be honest. And I, I felt like his final straw was a few races ago. This one, I kind of, I'm not really adding much to it in terms of this isn't the worst thing he's done, just purely because this has never happened before and he was trying to make it work. And, you know, this maybe is what happens every single year where the teams discuss and they argue regulations and things like that. I don't think Michael Massey is supposed to be this Wikipedia of, you know, of rules. It has to almost be like the teams Not argue like and say, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Katie, <laughs> Katie and Sebastian Vettel, I've seen it in the uh, WT, Team WTF on live chat, are uh, supposed to be the uh, the reckoning force for the future. We of should Formula pair up. So there we go. This it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not putting too much on Massey as much as the whole organization was dreadful. I don't think we can purely blame it on him. I think it was just carnage anyway. Yeah, it was absolute chaos. And again, say well, going back to your point, it is just like you say, an unprecedented situation. So there's been many things like you say that Massey's done wrong, but I can't really say that I I didn't really get the pure hatred because if anything, the um the, the more annoyance was yesterday, sorry, Saturday, when you didn't call the red flag and you think, okay, you know, you're, you're endangering the drivers now. This is a bit silly. Um, he's done the opposite and everyone's having a go at him again. I don't personally agree with that. Um, although the amount Katie knows the rule book, maybe she's the one that's going after his job. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. No. As long as she's still come on our podcast, Katie. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fully aware, as much as I joke and be like, I could do his job, I don't think I could do his job. It must be incredibly difficult to have so much pressure on your shoulders, not only for the safety of the 20 drivers on the track, but... Oh. Yeah, go on, Katie, Sean. you were saying? You were saying? <laughs> Michael Massey's intercepted the call. Yeah, literally. Hello, yeah. Michael, Michael Massey's coming for me. <laughs> He's taking your job. I was waiting for you to be hacked and, like, your, your window Massey just, like, and then Michael Massey, like, jo- joining from the FIA. Anyway, Katie, you were saying, try again. I'm so sorry, guys. So I was saying it's not an easy job. I don't think I could do it. But, um, you know, there's certain things that he could have done better this weekend. That's just fact of clearly... You know, he. you say he might not know all the sporting regulations. He should know it. He should know it like the back of his hands. He should be able to recite that document with his eyes closed. Like should have spent the be... summer break like you reading it. Yeah, exactly. I've annotated <laughs> a Google Doc, for God's sake. It's got different highlighted colours. It's very organised. But, um, yeah, we shouldn't be in a position as Formula One fans and Formula One media to be questioning, like, how good the race director is at his job like I said you know I'm sure it's an incredibly challenging job I don't envy him at all so much pressure but it just shouldn't be happening that we're coming on this podcast every week questioning his decisions or you know his clarity that he's given answers in and saying oh well let me just check this and let me just check that I mean maybe it is time for him to step down at the end of the season or something like that or maybe make it a job for two people rather than one because we were talking about it on the Saturday podcast after quali you know Charlie Whiting did such a phenomenal job and that must be most difficult shoes to fill because he just had so much respect from everyone in that paddock but um, maybe it is a case that they need two people in that position to 
have a bit more clarity especially as we go through like we're going into a new regulation change next year like there's even more stuff that's probably going to change um and i don't feel entirely confident in having someone like michael massey guide us through that i'm sure he's a lovely bloke in fact i saw him at the formula e in london and i gotta admit i was like oh my god i hope he doesn't listen to the podcast and recognize me because yeah. i might you have a red dot on your forehead like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like oh god um but yeah it's it just doesn't seem right that we're constantly questioning his ability um race after race and it's not a case of like oh it, it was this weekend he was bad it's like it's becoming like you say a regular thing now but I don't want to start a bloody hate campaign for Michael Massey I think I think we're very much on the way um <laughs> but... I'm, I'm sure he is you know he's good it. at his job but he I... he has some bad days a lot of bad days yeah you, you make very good points Katie I just love the way you wrap them like you, you'll kind of say like oh I'm sure he's a lovely kind man however he is terrible at his job it's, it's brilliant um but yeah I, it's interesting so obviously he's not the only person that's making these decisions he's just the the scapegoat kind of person you know he's the one that everyone can blame um so maybe it's just the whole inner workings maybe it's not just his decisions it's also the team that he chooses to have around him as well because you know you see those shots and it's not just him discussing what's going on so Clearly, there's something going on uh, in that whole thing, and it needs to be changed. Anyway, moving <laughs> Question on. Question four. Question four. Prun sixty nine. <laughs> I haven't even had. I haven't even had my three word review. All yours, Tommy. Uh, are Pirelli's <laughs> wet tires to blame? Says Prun sixty nine. Should the wet tires raise the car more than they do right now? Less aquaplaning. Should the tread plat- pattern throw the water more sideways than up in the air for visibility? Well, Prun, I think you've asked probably the three worst people. That don't have any aerodynamic sort of prowess but yes yes i think they should be higher because it sounds like you know what you're talking about uh, any anything to further to add on pirelli i mean let, let's blame everyone let's start blaming yeah. pirelli now for for the cancellation maybe pirelli <laughs> no. should should uh send out the refunds to the fans i'd <laughs> hear first now i think it could be something like pirelli develop an extra wet tire obviously we've got the intermediates and the full wets and stuff but well the wets are already technically such... extremes aren't they they're already yeah. technically extreme wets like yeah i guess yeah. it's just how much more just can we a paddle boat that's this... that's the next that's the next step. yeah this question i did actually see that andrea seidel answered something quite similar um and his view was that even if you had you know porsche super cup or go-karts or anything on that track they would not have been able to race so well um, we saw the go-kart saw the go-kart in the gravel didn't we yeah exactly um the the thing as well that i've seen a lot of people mention with spa is you you saw it firsthand that it's the visibility if anything and because the it's lined with trees it just sits all the rain just sits there on the main straight and i think Yeah. yeah and i think if you had that much rain at Paul Ricard or something, you might be able to do the race because you've got so much runoff. The visibility, you know, might be a million times better, but it was just unfortunately. And again, this is why it's hard to blame too much of like Michael Massey and the organizers. It was the, no pun intended, the perfect storm. But it's kind of a pun, I guess, but not meant, but, um, not meant to be. But um, come on, Tommy, let's not joke about the weather. It's still very raw and, uh, <laughs> you know, we're still all very affected. Don't at dampen the, the mood. 
Sorry, guys. Oh, dear. I'll see myself out. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, (laughs) okay. My three-word review. (laughs) What a farce. Let's carry on with the negative. (laughs) What a farce. I've definitely overestimated the amount of questions that were needed in this podcast. Yeah, we needed one. What did you think of the race? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, actually, it wasn't a race. Um, (laughs) Tejon cars to actually. I was just going to get straight into. It doesn't need explaining, does it? What a farce that was. It's yeah, around the, the results, it the points, etc. I think the questions will, will will kind of drive discussion anyway. At Tejon cars twenty two, are half points fair for what felt like a parade? Agree that there should be some reward, but this doesn't seem the right answer given we didn't even have half distance. Well, we race around Monaco and they get full points. So I mean, <laughs> I did see. Uh, <laughs> I did see a few people saying that. Uh, I think um, it was uh, Dan who used to used to work for us. He put yeah. something like, "Oh, people complaining that points were handed out for qualifying. I've never seen the Monaco Grand Prix." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, but back to T John's uh, question. I well, obviously the rules were the rules, and that's what happened. And even though it was almost a mess up with how many actual racing laps we had, those were the points given out. And no, it doesn't sit right to be honest, um, because. Well, we don't ever usually get this situation, but there needs to be a clause, I think, in there. I think Katie said it right at the beginning about having green racing laps. Like, I don't even know if two's enough. I, I don't know. I just feel like they, they need to have raced a certain amount of time, whatever they decide. Some people have said 25%. Some people have said mm-hmm. half, half race distance, whatever. Uh, but two laps behind a safety car and then saying, there you go, George, George Russell, you can have nine points, mate. Lovely. Yeah, have a podium. and have, have, have a trophy as well. Obviously, the argument on the other side is that qualifying needed to be rewarded somehow. But I guess for me, qualifying is to determine the grid. It's not the race. Mm. If, you know, if in the future points are given out for qualifying, fine. You know, we've seen that in, in Formula 2. But it isn't at the moment. And therefore, I don't know, especially 12 and a half points for Max. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one, really. But I feel like it does need to be revisited because that situation might not ever happen again in our lifetimes. But it might. And therefore, we need a clause in there to say <laughs> there needs to be some racing, just any racing. And but then also another clause so that F1 don't have to give anyone, anyone's money back. I'm sure there'll be one of those in there if there isn't already. So, yeah, it didn't feel right for a lot of points to be handed out. The podium felt like I'd had I'd missed the race and I tuned in late and I didn't know what had happened. And George Russell was P two and Maz been had a fastest lap of a three minute eighteen. I'd but love yeah. to know the people that because at this point it was what like six p.m. We'd been waiting a very long time. There would have at least one person out there tuning into Sky Sports to watch the highlights that had missed the race previously. I turned on and then seen. Because I remember seeing it, they, they kind of came up together. It was like Mazepin DHL fastest lap award with a three minute 18 or whatever. And then the next scene was like George Russell on the podium. And you must have been like, what on <laughs> earth have I just missed? I mean, it's an intense thing when you say F1 2021 season can't get any more crazy. And then it's like, wait a minute, hold my Mazepin fastest lap. Like it yeah. just seems so completely. <laughs> like the last thing anyone would have predicted this season but yeah I've got to agree as don't get me wrong as delighted as I am for George Russell and Williams and that's more just because I'm happy for a team that has gone through so much struggle over the last few years to be rewarded with a podium I mean they haven't had a podium since 2017 um, which Lance Stroll gave them but it's 
it warms my heart to see someone different on the podium. I'm sure had the result been Hambot Verb, people would not be quite as gleeful and as happy with the result. But um, I, you, you can't give out points for just following the leader. Like, yes, it's it would have been the most George Russell luck of George Russell luck ever <laughs> because, you know, finally it starts in the front row, race doesn't happen, doesn't even get a chance to fight for any positions or any points. But it just it doesn't sit right with me that we conveniently did just the right amount of laps to for it to be qualified as a race and to give out points and stuff like that you know maybe they could have awarded points like we see for the f1 sprint with you know um is it first place getting three second place getting two two, yeah. yeah um so but then it's the same thing of making the rules up as you go along it's like you know oh well you can have maybe have some of these points and then another team will argue well that's not fair and all this kind of stuff and it just ends up going around in circles Um, that was quite a big argument actually that I saw a lot of people say that Max Verstappen did a sprint race at Silverstone uh however many laps it was 18, 20, whatever, yeah. 25% distance. Gets three points. Gets three <laughs> points. And then that he did two laps behind this. Well, technically a one lap race behind the safety car. Um, that was Tomo. That was Tomo. And was got, Tomo. yeah, 9.5 points. Um, I, I'm one of those people that I'm, I don't have like a really strong opinion on this. Like uh, a lot of people Shock, do. Is that because Max won? because max one huh oh, you sound like your twitter replies of when you, i saw everyone was like oh uh you're only saying you don't want points because lewis won and i was thinking I like, can you can you imagine the absolute again can't use the word chaos of f1 twitter if hamilton had won that race and got 9.5 points everyone would be like why is that a rule oh my 12 God, and a half Sorry, 12 and a half. Sorry, yeah. That's like 9.5. Got, sorry, George got nine points in here. Yeah. Um, got nine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it is, I get why people, like, I think Alonso put it quite funny that he said, I'm the first idiot because I'm 11th and I have to drive around. I have no way of fighting for a point <laughs> and everyone else is getting, like, uh, I think he said it's, like, Christmas come early to everyone in front mm. of him. Um, I get it, but... So in that sense, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of silly, but also I think I'd feel exactly the same if they just said zero points Mm. and I'd be almost just as annoyed that, yes, partly (laughs) because Max had qualified on pole and would have got points and made a dent in the title. George Russell wouldn't have got anything. Um, But then there is like the thought in the back of my brain that's like, there's absolutely no way you deserve 12 and a half points for that. But it's almost like at the same time, it's the only, it's not, it's not like um, qualifying was canceled and the race and they've gone off FP one times. Like it is a kind of logical thing of, of will you go as fast as possible. And realistically that weekend, Max was the fastest, George was second fastest, Lewis was third fastest. I know there wasn't a race. So yeah, it's it's one of those things again, unprecedented, and they've just made everything up as they go along. Uh, but I think they do need to rewrite the rules because, like we said earlier, um, yes, they may have done that race back in 1990, but they're not going to be doing that race anymore. So it 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 could be um you know, without going all eco, especially with, you know, like 
global warming and the apocalyptic rainstorms that we're having like every now and then and the crazy weather i personally wouldn't be surprised if this did happen again so i think they need to make sure they are actually prepared for it and actually yeah. preparation would be good and- yeah, yeah, yeah rather than making it up on the spot which uh, is not good for anyone because it just takes away the sort of integrity of the sport when you know yeah. things are just being made up on the spot and, and back you know, to what you said earlier and- back to what you said earlier with the team radio of the um you know the jonathan wheatley is his name the red bull uh team manager uh you know asking so what's the situation here are there points aren't there points uh do these laps count do these not it just makes the whole sport just look silly 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 Right, next question from Team WTF1 member R. Dunn Zero. My question is, which race was more stupid, 2005 USA Grand Prix or 2021 Belgian Grand Prix? I think the USA Grand Prix because they actually made an actual legitimate decision to not install a chicane. Uh, so, yeah, USA for me. Uh, I would argue that at least the 2005 US Grand Prix was a race. However, for me... That was, like you say, it's a dry race. They could have prevented that quite easily. It wasn't like, I, I know this race was stupid, but it was like the equivalent of if they they could say, oh, just put the roof on the track. And they were like, no, no, we've got to keep the roof off. No, we've got to keep the roof off the track. Uh, we've got to carry on uh, and we'll just wait for it to dry out. And then it doesn't dry out and gets cancelled. Uh, 2005 US GP, like you said, they had a solution. So uh the 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 question being which race i guess yeah 2005 will go down as still the most farcical race but i think this will be up there will be remembered yeah. as wow. a farce with wow. with that yeah i think it's probably not too fair to compare like a man-made drama like with the tires compared to mother nature just having a mare um so i'm gonna go with us grand prix but at least then the fans did have a race as much as they didn't want to no (laughs) i think i think that's actually worse than not having a race was having that race where two ferraris could dominate um next question from actually no it's not a question. <laughs> we finally it's... made it to my we... Okay, we're four hours in. Tommy, give us your uh, your three-word review, please. Mine is bittersweet George Podium, and I had to Google whether bittersweet was one word or two, and apparently it's one, so bittersweet George Allowed. Podium. Allowed. Half a point. Okay. Half a point. Thank you. Um, yeah. Bit of a shame, isn't it? I mean, Williams on the podium, incredible, but it's just a bit of a shame that it had to be that way um with not a race basically there's not really much more to say than that obviously oh no we haven't actually spoken about it not being a race maybe we should dive into that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) no but i mean he clearly deserved to have a brilliant weekend because he put put himself you know in p2 i mean what a what a race for you to do it where there's actually no race because the talk in our uh race sorry qualifying podcast was how far is he going to drop back? And uh, when you have two laps behind a safety car, when no one can overtake, the answer is none. Um, so he was <laughs> fine. So it's kind of, yeah, amazing for Williams, really happy for them. Just what a shame it had to be that way. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it is, I think it's more bitter than sweet. Obviously, I'm really happy for Williams in the sense that, you know, they've managed to have a breakthrough result. You know, they're very much secured P8 in the championship now. So they get, 
uh, you know, a bit more money, even though they say they don't need it. Um, Giovinazzi win at Zandvoort confirmed. Oh God, it's going <laughs> to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, firstly, I'm really glad he didn't win uh, because that would have been, as a Formula One fan, you don't want to see someone's first, either it's, it's not a pun, their first sort of victory or their first podium even through those sort of conditions, in my opinion, it did feel very much kind of, uh, what's the word? Hollow. Anticlimactic. Climactic? Mm. Is, it cl- yeah. is it climactic Anticl- or climatic? Climactic. Climactic. Climactic, yeah. I've always got it climatic. I don't know why. Anyway, anticlimactic. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, you, you want to see, George, what he could have done from P2. Could he have got Max, you know, down the Kemmel straight, a little bit of slipstream, you know, George takes <laughs> Behind the safety whatever. car. Whatever. <laughs> Any of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, even though they were behind the safety car, they still had to drive around and clearly... Not everyone could do that. I, I could just, I could loud. just see like him going off or something. Yeah, I, well, you texted me, didn't you? And you're yeah. like, I guarantee, crashes into Max and Lewis wins. <laughs> <laughs> and it, to be fair, Max was getting very close to the safety car at times. I, I was wincing a little bit. It has but, happened but, before as well. Like that, that has happened. You know, people yeah. pushing by the safety car in those conditions. It happened at uh, Fuji when Vettel was running an amazing position, and that's what, yeah, haunted me a bit. Thinking, oh God, please don't happen again. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that George didn't win. I'm a bit sad that he got a podium, to be honest, just purely because of the fact that I wanted him to race for it and, you know, come over the line and be celebrating. Oh my God, you know, the euphoria. Didn't get that. I'm sure George will still take a podium. We move. Yeah, I'm happy that Williams have managed to pick up some silverware. But like you say, these guys want to be racing, although it's good to see that qualifying and having such a sublime qualifying result has been rewarded in a sense is, is nice, but it doesn't fill, fill the void that has been created in our hearts, in our hearts. seeing him fight for an, an actual position. Um, and these drivers will be exactly the same of like, they will have wanted to go racing that's the whole reason they wanted to be an f1 driver is the thrill and the excitement of battling on track and fighting for those positions and the sort of relief when you can cross the line and say do you know what i raced my best today and i got you know i finished seventh in a williams and i got loads of points or whatever i want to challenge then... that though katie quickly because okay, i feel okay. like george's interviews during the red flag period was very much a we're doing two laps and we're getting out of here like every time he was kind of <laughs> they were like oh you know you're gonna go racing he's like yeah, well, you know, let's go out there, do a couple of laps behind the safety car and, you know, see what's happening. I feel like he absolutely was going bank. He was on the yeah. weakest link, yeah, <laughs> saying P2, yeah, yeah. bank, the I'm way done. He, he celebrated as well. Uh, the way he celebrated as well, he yeah, was, there was no remorse. He, there was no remorse of, of, obviously, you know, everyone said, um, oh, uh, you know, sorry to the fans. It did remind me a bit of... Uh, Tiago Montero at USA <laughs> yeah. 2005, you know, where he's yeah. got his first podium and he's like giving it large and all the fans are booing and they've had the worst Throwing day ever. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. shame. George did way. say on Channel 4 that he, that the car was the 17th fastest on track. So he probably would have dropped back and out of the points, which is why he's happy to get his podium. But like you say, I'm glad <laughs> that Lando didn't get pole position, which out of context sounds a bad thing to say but you know and same with george wow, Lando hater. That, wow, i know a hater. <laughs> but it would have been he like, would have say, won such an he anti- could have won that yeah. race it's, yeah. it was an just an mad un- to think yeah anticlimactic first win for either russell or george uh, russell or george <laughs> russell, russell or, or george yeah. <laughs> or lando or <laughs> norris to be honest yeah, yeah, nice. 
Oh dear. But um, yeah, I'm sure Williams will be happy with the extra points and extra money that that brings and a trophy finally in the cabinet in the reception of the team. In a long time. Place. <laughs> Okay, double next point, question. Double points they got as well. This podcast is sending me Dilali, guys. <laughs> I know. To be I've fair, I've used that... all my energy with my Massey rant, and it's just I've just gone flat now. <laughs> yeah, you, you peaked too early. That was right at the I beginning, did. wasn't it? Um, next question from Team WTF. I remember Lucy Dash Levs. I don't know why there's a little two dash names. There, but... why not? Two names. Lucy Levs. Uh, is this a hollow podium for George? Yes, yes, it is. Is it better he was second than not? I just first... okay. I literally didn't yes. read that until yes, we've already yeah. answered. Um, next question. Shark Heart forty. Should Bottas and Stroll penalties be carried over to the following race instead of being applied in a non-race? God, if I said that, I'd be called the biggest Valtteri Bottas hater in the land. Also, since points were essentially awarded for qualifying, should Perez be classified? It doesn't really matter if Perez is classified or not, just purely... I assume, do they mean for quali? Well, should he be classified... Just in general, um, in or general, you, you don't get points for being classified. Be. So. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter doesn't on matter. that one. Um, but no, I don't think it should carry over because we had a, a Grand Prix weekend, and you know that, that would be so harsh if just like yeah. <laughs> I you would. Want, people yeah. get points for the two lap race, one lap race we had, and also you carry on or carry over your penalty to next no next weekend. I, I'd argue because I saw a few people saying this. I'd argue it's even worse because it doesn't give like that he had that penalty in that race because he never got the chance to make up the five places. Mm. So if anything, it's a bigger punishment than what it probably would because you think, oh, five-place penalty at Spa. I, I think it's made the penalty even harsher rather than it being even softer because essentially... Well, it depends, think because about obviously that. everyone got half points, so I guess the, the deficit that he would have had to, I guess, the front two in terms of points lost. Yeah, but... Maybe? In, in, yeah, the way I see it is that he's essentially... Um, it's meant he started 13th and well, I guess because yeah. of Perez finished 12th, but um, yeah, it, me- it meant he wasn't allowed to have a chance like him or Stroll weren't allowed to have the chance to make up those five places back. So I think it is for me, it's perfectly fine that they did it that race and it's been taken on that race. That And that's just the rules. We Let's not. Let's, let's not forget that it was it was wet. So it's probably a good idea and a good thing for Bottas that he wasn't racing in the wet because we've seen some interesting performances from Valtteri in the wet, haven't we, in, in recent times? So, yeah, maybe it was a saving grace for Valtteri because he was not looking very comfortable in qualifying uh, and neither was Perez uh, that we saw uh, in quali and driving. To yeah, the thing about the Perez being classified, it, I saw people mentioning about him being back in the race. like, it doesn't matter. He finished 19th in a race where he wasn't allowed <laughs> to do anything. I'm... I'm sure Red Bull, you know, it's not like they got points and it's really being classified doesn't matter. Like, you might as well be a DNF. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. It is unfortunate with Checo, you know, bidding it on the way to the grid. But these things can happen. It's not just Sergio that's done that. We've seen Russell have a pit lane crash last year in Turkey. Alonso, Imola this year, crashed on his way to the grid. Verstappen, Hungary 2020. So, I mean, he's in fairly good company, but um, still very disappointing for him having signed a new contract and all eyes on him to not even make it to the grid. Um, you can't really sugarcoat that. Like he said, he made a mistake um, and that's going to be bitterly disappointing because he literally threw away points. Just because, Why does everyone yeah. have a mare when they 
sign a new contract. Like, I know. I was thinking that. that. I was going to have a look. Yeah. 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 Perez will win a race in a couple of couple of races. Then if that's uh, he'll have a yeah. a slump and then he'll win something. But um, yeah. yeah, I ruffled a few feathers, didn't I, with a little tweet about um, it being uh, I can't remember what the word I, is I used about basically. Um, what is it unforgivable whatever i said uh, about not being able to make it to the grid of course it wasn't as wet when they were going to the grid as when it was sort of midway through the well midway through the race midway through the waiting for the race um and i yeah i still think it's a big mistake and it's a big mistake for max last year and of course he got away with it because the way he crashed he was able to drive to the grid and get things repaired binning it on it doesn't matter who it is binning it on the way to the grid is still his fault is yeah, it's still just, his fault. He's, he's, he is unlucky that the place he did it essentially has no runoff. Um, yeah, and like I say, he did exactly the same thing as Max. But when Max did it, he had the luxury of a big runoff area, whereas Perez is going straight into a wall at cr- close range. So yeah, don't uh, get me wrong, he was unlucky where he lost it, but at yeah. the same time, he's, but he's taking still getting an F in ABC. Yeah, he's because he made a mistake. <laughs> He's just taking too many risks, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, because, of course, you know, if, if 10 people had binned it on the way to the grid, fair enough. But no one else did. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Can't wait for that hate. Moving on. A, B, C, D, E, F, 1. Shall we play the jingle? A sad vote. Could someone send a sad version? Uh, of now it's time for no, it's A, time B, C, D, E, F, 1. Remember, you can vote too on ABCDEF1. Visit WTF1.com after the race and you can vote too. I'm sure there were a lot of people diving in to vote for this week because lots of racing action happened. Lewis Hamilton. I will just say that this is obviously based off off the weekend in general and kind of, yeah, yeah, apart from from Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Hamilton uh, got third on the grid, did a great. Solid race, kept third throughout the entirety of it, and uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid B. Yeah, it's oh, an average, okay. well, not average, but yeah, just decent, but not amazing yeah. B. B, uh, okay, cool. Uh, hey, Casey, happy with that? Yeah, happy with a B, yeah, lovely. And uh, the B, the B, the fans gave Hamilton <laughs> a B as well. Valtteri Bottas is getting the D. Damn, happy okay, birthday, Bottas. <laughs> Oh God! No. Uh, yeah, he's 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 getting my yeah. day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. For God's sake, this is going to be cut so badly. Um, yes, a D for Valtteri Bottas. Okay, yeah, you're giving Bottas a, a D. Okay, uh, and the fans gave Bottas the D as well. So that's uh, yeah, good. Um, Max Verstappen. <laughs> I mean, pole, pole, couldn't do much more. Lights to flag victory. Yeah, hey, he was. Yeah, he was weaving all over the back of the safety car probably would have got him if there's a couple more laps uh <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair a couple more laps was a hundred percent more than what we had before so yeah uh yeah a star for for max verstappen what more you can't really yeah amazing quality did yeah did, did okay did. cool lovely uh and the fan are you happy with that katie yeah you were nodding yeah yeah Lovely. Yeah, uh, just for the audio listeners, we don't want to look like you're just, we're kind of just doing a me and Tommy show and you're kind of nodding. Yeah, and you then... kicked me out of the chat. Yeah, audio <laughs> listeners, Katie nodded. Uh, a star and the fans gave Verstappen an A star as well. Perez. Hmm. Easy. F. Yeah. Same as. I'm glad you well, said it. Every. Yeah, that's the thing there. Everyone's like, ugh, everyone has their own agenda with these things. But if you crash and make a, a big mistake like that like um 
you know, many other things. It's well, apparently yeah. I have an agenda against Perez when I was probably one of his biggest fans coming into the season saying, I think he's going to take it to max. And obviously it's been disappointing to see him not be able to do that. Cause I think a lot of people did expect that. Um, but it still doesn't mean we can't have opinions on him crashing on the way to the grid. So yeah, I mean, it, I was going to give him like an E, but if you want to go full F, Tommy, then... Oh, it's no. definitely an F. I think any other drivers... Cool. Everyone hear every, that? Every... Tommy voted Perez an F. I'm going to go with an E. <laughs> Katie? Mexicans, I... come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for an E for Perez. Um, although he did bin it and, you know, had we not had that long delay and even if we did race after, you know, all the drama and he managed to make up positions, he still shouldn't have done it <laughs> and like I say it happens to the best of them and people know that how much like I like Checo and stuff um as a driver and on, on his day he's bloody brilliant but yesterday wasn't his day and he made a mistake and he cost the team important points um when they're fighting for a championship not good so he's getting an E I think I said an E you did say an E yeah live chat Sardi Fish says F is a bit harsh it was raining on the I feel like it's the yeah. Like, <laughs> people, people don't like the harsh crazy they I feel like it's like Charlotte Claire at Monaco all over again. It's like F. You can't give him enough for crashing and missing the race. Literally crashing. Yeah. Um, and this was not even in the race. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the fans gave Perez a D. So there you go. Lando Norris. I can't believe what the fans have voted him. We'll get back to that shortly. Uh, I think that's a C. I was going to say a D. Um, despite his amazing pace, this is where I get cancelled again. Because um, <laughs> uh, I watched it back and the conditions were absolutely horrendous. He was unfortunately, he was the first one. But at the end of the day, he did make a mistake. Um, which cost him ultimately. Which cost him. So. It could have even cost him a Grand Prix win. Yes, it was absolutely treacherous, which is why he's not getting the usual Tommy F, um, which is why I'm, you know, bumping it up a bit. But yeah, I'm I okay. No, yeah, D. D. No, yeah, D. D. I've been I've been changed. Well done, Tommy. Good good <laughs> reasonings. Katie. Good and I can see the chat saying if Checker gets an F, then so does Lando. Uh, the a, a a push qualifying lap for me is slightly different uh, in in the rain to like the slowing down yeah. grid um lap. So well it's very different. <laughs> it is very different. Yeah, you're yeah. going quite yeah. slow if you're press doing your renaissance lap, whatever they call it. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with a low D for Norris, which is a great shame because he's looked speedy all weekend, obviously quickest in Q1, which is amazing, quickest in Q2, but ultimately made a little slip up, which cost him big. Um, obviously, thankfully, he's fine after the monster crash that he had on the Saturday. Um, and I am of the opinion that it, had it not been Norris, it probably would have been someone else. Um, but it was Norris. He made the mistake. Um, and lost himself, if not a potential race win, probably a guaranteed podium because he was quick enough to have been second or third in that qualifying session. Um, so, yeah, disappointing. I love how this is going to be the most decisive <laughs> and like argumentative ABCDF1 ever when it was a two lap race behind the safety car. <laughs> uh, and uh, Lando got voted an A by the fans. I think Martin Brundle was one of those because he was basically lauding Lando for going for it in qualifying. Yeah, I, I had that. It's I a, like, well, it's a champion's, you know, he crashed, so but it's a champion's triumph. Would you be saying driver. that if it was, well, yeah. 
anyone anyone else yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a very weird comment i didn't really i, yeah. I, I get that he was just going for it like don't get me whatever, don't get me wrong like it was a mistake season he's been unbelievable and i really like he was on it that weekend like he genuinely could have well we saw what what happened like he could have won that race which is insane to think but did make a mistake and you know that's why he said sorry guys when he crashed because it exactly, was ultimately yeah. his fault yeah he overcorrected it from what it looked like on the onboard um it wasn't <laughs> sadly martin is scared of the lando fans so am i he is um, yeah so is everyone <laughs> lando's scared of the lando fans um and so yeah lando got an a uh danny rick p4 finished p4 it's Take a, it. It's an, a, it's an A. Yeah, I'll go with an A. I've gone for B. What has that man got to do? No, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's difficult yeah, because if Lando had actually answer. qualified, Lando was probably on the front row. I said that in, uh, yeah. in um, the, in the qualifying watch on that he probably would have been a second off Lando's yeah. time. Yeah, so he maybe. Was, he was quite, there was a big gap between Lewis and Danny Rick. Um, okay, B. Tommy, you're really, you're really, <laughs> you're, you're doing great here. Today. Oh, thank you. Uh, Tommy, like handing you money under the table. I was going to say, no, I'm just feeding bribery. off his negativity. I'm like, yeah, I love the one lower grade. <laughs> Come to me, Tommy. Okay, that sounds. Weird. I'm going to stick with an A anyway for Danny Rick because I've. <laughs> oh God, Tommy's spitting out his water. Um, you know, we've been fairly critical of him throughout the season. He's obviously gone through his struggles, but. P4, best ever quality result with McLaren. Yes, Lando could have been even quicker, but he wasn't because he made a mistake and put himself in the wall. Danny Rick did not. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with an A. Lando fans, please be kind. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's You've difficult to, to really judge it. Give something when he does well, you know? Yeah, and B means good. Well done. Um, I, I think the McLaren was really good in the wet from what it looked like. Anyway, like really good. Obviously, Lando was fastest yeah. in Q1, Q2. <clears throat> and clearly the package was there. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's a high B, but it's not an A. Yeah. Okay, the fans gave Danny Rick an A. Charlotte Claire, C. It's a bit average, wasn't it? C. Yeah, I have no idea what Ferrari even did that race. They were just eighth and tenth, was it? Yeah. yeah, Carlos yeah. got the last half point. Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, so, people with OCD not enjoying that championship. Oh, I'm table really now. not stressing Horrendous. it. Uh, not, not stressing it. Not You're not really stressing it. Ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just don't like like the look of it. Mm, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. At least um, um, so far, anyway, that it's not uh, that Hamilton and Verstappen both got a half point. So it's we we at the moment not having a situation where one of them can win the title by half a point, which would be pretty. Uh, peak 2020 well not yet you don't not know yet. you never know we might get another race that... <laughs> we get a new rule and then zandvoort's only 20 percent, and you get 0.1 of a point and then it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> and then someone wins the title the by 0.1 of a point yeah one sixteenth of a point <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so we uh, sorry, what were we talking about Claire? Charlotte Claire, see. Uh, yes. yeah and the fans gave him a c as well we'll give the same to signs <laughs> yeah and the fans fair. gave the same to signs as well sebastian vettel p5 on the grid lovely little um uh, I don't know what I was saying then. Lovely uh, result from him. Uh, but uh, yeah, didn't really get to see what he could do in the rain. But A. Yeah, got to give him an A. Especially his teammate, who I bigged up massively in my quality predictions <laughs> as did. this wet, wet weather master. 
yeah, I went for P2 and oh, such an idiot. I should have gone for George Russell and Williams. What an idiot. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, can we talk about my top five prediction for George Russell? Oh, no, no. No, we can't. We're moving Why? on. <laughs> Why can we not talk? I wasn't you're there. so far off. I w- <laughs> closer than you were. Everyone was like, oh, Matt, what are you on? Oh, yeah, George. It is so gonna... funny, isn't it? Uh... The predictions that, that, especially after, what, what I found really funny about that is you um, had done that. And it's like the last race, Ocon won. And you're making a prediction that's a little bit out there. Bit Not out even, there. yeah, a little bit. Well, it's quite big out yeah, there. But even, out there. Even, like, even like Lando and P2 and stuff, I was like, oh, what's Matt smoking all this? And it's like, <laughs> things can happen in Formula One. We literally saw it in the last race. Like, it's just a prediction. It would be really boring exactly. if every race we went Verstappen, oh, wow. Hamilton, <laughs> Bottas, Perez, Lando. <laughs> some, pe- some people forget that we're just Formula One fans having a bit of fun and we have opinions. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's mad, isn't it? Despite an hour and a half of negativity on this podcast, we are uh, just having fun. <laughs> we are having great fun. Oh, uh, dear. This is a safe space. It's fine. It only goes out to fine. a few thousand people. It's, it's all right. Yeah, only a few. <laughs> Okie dokie. So Vettel got an, an A from the fans as, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Lance Stroll. D. Yeah. He missed his uh, final quali lap, didn't he? Um, which I guess is somewhat down to the team as well. So yeah. a D, I think, is fair. Yeah, not really a brilliant weekend. Uh, him, was, it? was he unlucky? Yeah, I didn't actually realise that, that he was unlucky because of a... Weirdly as well, he actually finished dead last because he got a 10-second penalty. Mm. What did he get that for? <laughs> they, changed they changed his rear, the wing. rear wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, allowed. And then Ferrari changed their tyres and then changed them back. And they were like, oh, don't worry, we didn't notice. Um, yeah, they, so they said off. that they broke the rules, but they they basically changed it, so it's changed. fine. Yeah, yeah. Mad, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah, I think it's still a... Even if it's a high D, it's a, still a D yeah. for Stroll. Okay, and the fans gave Stroll a D as well. Pierre Gasly, is it P6? Yeah, P6. P6, Pierre Gasly, absolutely destroying Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> Once again, standard, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's an A for yeah for Gasly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, an A would have been top five had Russell not been absolutely on it, which I'm only slightly sour about because he's completely ruined my predictions for this week. <laughs> which we'll we will on reflect on that shortly. Uh, Pierre Gasly got an A from the fans as well. Uh, Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> D. Okay, Did you say B yeah. or D? D, obviously. Okay. Oh, <laughs> if you said B like from that, being out in Q1, don't say I was it like say that. you are the Yuki Sonoda fanboy. You can tell Tommy's getting a little bit, I'm little not bit you know, yeah, a little bit <laughs> aggravated. Yeah. Is old Tommy there? Yeah. It is yeah. very much going downhill for Yuki. Uh, out in Q1, wasn't he? He said that he had the car to. Didn't he say basically say he said that he had the car to get into Q2, but just didn't drive well enough, which is. Not quite concerning. Yeah. Um, At least make a racing driver excuse up. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's running out of them, to be fair. So, yeah, a D for Sonoda, almost verging on E, to be honest, at this stage. But uh, the fans gave him a D. Fernando Alonso. He was actually a bit poor in qualifying. A bit poor. Got beaten yeah. by Ocon quite comprehensively. Because I hoped him up again, like Stroll. I put him in my top five. Where did he finish in the end? Was it 11? 11th. Because yeah, of, like, like people binning it and whatever. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I did more. C. Yeah, C. Fans gave him a C. Ocon, B. 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 B for the fans as well. Raikkonen. What a miss. No, he was just 
he just had me- like so nightmare bad, after nightmare. isn't he? Yeah, not great. Mm, he's almost an Eve, like, mm. for me, because... I'm giving him an E as well, Tommy. Let's get on that negativity hype train. <laughs> yeah. Let's get but, all the negative but, energy out now, so we're and this really is, this in a good mood for next week. <laughs> you know, he's getting... Did he get out-qualified by... Yeah, uh, Mick Schumacher. Mick he did, Schumacher. Yeah. He did, and yeah. Kimmy's the one that, you know, in those experiences, not that, you know, clearly I've given Yuki Tsunoda a D, but, you know, you're kind of like, oh, it's absolutely horrendous conditions they're rookies blah 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 Kimi Raikkonen should not be having an absolute shocker yeah um, he's a world champion uh, he's a like. world champion yeah. yeah um yeah awful especially because Giovinazzi had pretty decent it wasn't anything special but like a lot further ahead so yeah Kimi's getting an E for me yeah. anyway E for me I think so. It's got to be yeah. an E. He said uh, in fur- on Thursday on Media Day, Alfa Romeo's got to stop making mistakes if they want to beat Williams or something. I was like, well, mate, you're the one making the mistakes, so you got to yeah. be careful what don't, you're saying there, mate. Don't qualify 18th. <laughs> yeah. Or 19th. crash into the pit lane. 19th. And um, crash, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh. I don't make the rules. Uh, so the fans gave Kimi Raikkonen a D. <clears throat> uh, we gave him an E. Giovinazzi, C. Yeah, yeah. See, see, uh, see. Happy with that, Katie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of these days, I just really like to give, like, us give him a good grade, not just the C. But he <laughs> needs to do anything other than not don't not exist. That would be yeah. good. Like any sort of TV time would be nice for Jovan. It is so so true because he he did do amazing things in in um, F two. But how many like crazy races have we had now? Or even even that one? Like, look what George did. Um, not, not that I'm saying, you know, he should have been P2, but, you know, if, if he was like eighth or ninth, you know, it's crazy conditions and Giovinazzi's done something incredible and you're like, okay, fair play. Rain yeah, is, the great, is the yeah. great equaliser and he's, he's done something amazing, but you just never, ever see it from him, which is a shame. So, yeah, see. See again. I think he's probably had C for most of the season. Giovinazzi, someone said in the chat. Well done, Lucy. Nice. <laughs> okay, George A-star. Russell, A star, moving on. Yeah. A-star. And the fans gave him an A-star as well. Tommy's drinking through it. It's so obvious that it's going to be a B from you. A, no. Yeah? Oh, A-star, yeah. A-star for, for Russell. Uh, Nicholas Latifi. He uh, managed to score a point, didn't he? he what yeah. did he do? He, he qualified 12th. How did he qualify then... 12th, finished 9th, didn't he? Yeah, cause because he got the... two penalties and yeah. then uh, press. It's crazy, isn't it? But 12th is still... Decent mm. result for a Williams, so it's not an A, but it's a B. I'd give him a B. High B. I know we don't do high Bs, but high B. <laughs> I love the whole the whole series. Is, we don't do it, but just so you know, everybody, yeah, just that's so what you I know. would have high given. <laughs> don't cancel me because <laughs> <laughs> it's a high B. Uh, Kidoki and Latifi got an A from the fans. Uh, Mazapin, well, it's got to be an A for fastest lap, to be honest. Uh, it's funny that I three minutes. I deliberately went. Let me have a look at it now. What? what his result was because i was thinking this is definitely going to be a, a trolling thing um yeah 23 percent of the fans voted c 22 voted an f and 21 percent voted a star <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible so so yeah it was he was equally as close to an f and an a star um yeah, but it's a C. so it averaged out at a C. Yeah, so let's give him a, a C. C for me, yeah. And yeah. well, to be fair, he was last, so we can't. Yeah, I mean, but then he gets faster slaps, so he gets a C. And uh, the Mick Schumacher out qualified Kimmy. 
do you give him a B for being in an F2 car? Um, he probably, like, the, the two Hasses probably were going to be doing three minute 18s anyway without the safety car out there. So I think Mazepin's yeah, actually on a full push lap. A yeah, yeah. Same yeah. as B for Mick yeah. and also B because that amazing Jordan tribute was, was amazing. So. And his helmet yeah. is, was absolutely. And his helmet as well. Yeah. Happy with that, Katie? <laughs> Happy with that. Yeah. Okay. Good. The fans gave Schumacher a C. Very yes. sad. Yeah. Shocking. Right. Let's go to the predictions for the Belgian Grand Prix. My two. One second. Let me just. Ocon does make Q3. No, I saw that change on the Google Doc. One Matthew second. And Vettel outqualifies Stroll. There you go. Two points. You forget for that you say these at the end of the last <laughs> podcast, so we have it on record. <laughs> okay, so I said Ocon doesn't make Q3, and he did. And Stroll definitely did not outqualify Vettel. So it's not uh, Vettel hate. It's just a running. It's a running theme in this podcast that I just say that you. and try and get any sort of points. Uh, Tommy. Uh, I said Verstappen DNF because I absolutely hate Max Verstappen, as we all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> sarcasm, sarcasm. Um, yeah, I mean, technically... Oh, here we go. Yeah, oh, he didn't actually start. Didn't That's actually, a DNF no, fan. No. Yeah, true. But then he did uh, still start. There was did a lot. finish. Well, yeah, he did finish the race that wasn't a race. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying here. Good um, try. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, no, nothing and Norris podium. Nothing. <laughs> Katie. I had Ooh. both Alpines. I know this is so unfair. Oh, you are so close in both of them. I know, and I'm furious. Oh no! So both Alpines top ten in the race. Fernando Alonso finished P11. So I missed out by that by one place. And I said Gasly top five in quali, and he was P6. <laughs> Can I get half a point? Like oh. sympathy point. Oh, okay, never mind. I just realized that, like, <laughs> we always used to joke about us giving half points for nothing, and then now Formula One have taken it on board themselves. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they clearly watch the podcast. Yeah. Okay, the fans are Shepard 1433, Pierre Gasly, top five finish in both quality and the race. Wow, mm. did, did we pick that up? That is literally exactly the same almost as Katie's. Anyway, uh, that's uh, not happened. Uh, MXRKEN oh. underscore three different teams on the podium. That's correct. Yeah, it is correct. Well done. <laughs> Definitely wow. didn't think one of them would be Williams. Williams, but... <laughs> yeah. And then Harry well Stocker, 26, both McLaren's top five. Unfortunately, not. Right, my predictions for the Dutch Grand Prix. Here we are. Mine are yeah. Dutch fans cause interruption to a session due to flares. I just I just feel like they're going to literally cause mm. a smoke a pract- bomb. Yeah, FP1. Two minutes flag. into FP1, yeah. there'll be a red flag. Max comes out the pits. Orange, like... Yeah all over the track i just feel like there's going to be something like that and uh, perez podium because i'm not a hater (laughs) well that's gonna make my one sound like i am a hater (laughs) good (laughs) thanks yeah um i've gone for more hamilton and verstappen controversy so i'm not saying that is so vague it's a vague (laughs) but i'm so i'm not like committing to a crash or anything but you know if he's they're like blocking each other in the pits or something or well, verstappen does a big poo in the toilet and hamilton goes yeah. in is that they right? go okay. they yeah, go yeah. for a high five again and oh, they do so fist sick. bump yeah that's controversy um <laughs> and <too>. norris <laughs> norris top three in qualifying oh norris lover oh Katie. i love him it, even yeah i'm just getting back on side of the norris uh, i'm great. looking at your first one katie i'm an absolute i'm absolutely disgusted but carry on why <laughs> Why? Let's well just say they're going to. To be fair, our running joke in the podcast is, "Oh, you may as well put down any predictions that they're going to race." That wouldn't have actually happened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Go on, Katie. You're two. Mine is Verstappen pole because I'm taking what I can after I think 
I deserve that after being so close with my predictions. Thanks for the breathes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Perez finishes outside the top 10. Oof. So finishes outside the top 10. So he actually finishes the race outside the top 10. So he's not beaching it on the way to the grid this time. Mm. And I want to say if he finishes, this is on final <laughs> classification. So this could be a DNF. This could be outside. The oh, top okay. 10. All right. So that's what I was clarifying. Everything. Finishes, but. So could yeah, he's DNF. not his result. Final classification is he's not in the inside of the top ten. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fans, JMS twenty four, Williams third scoring race in a row. Right, we need to calm down now as F one wow. fans. We really need to calm. They're down. They're the only team that have scored double points in the last two races, which is insane, isn't it? Imagine saying that. That is ridiculous. Uh, blatantly, Lewis, no rain for the love of God, no rain. And Brown one five seven A signs on the podium. There you go. Mm. Lovely. Interesting. Well, wasn't we don't have wonderful? to wait long to see if that happens. Well, that was a ridiculously long podcast, considering. Uh, so well done to all three of us for chatting absolute rubbish for a living. I hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, we are just Formula One fans with opinions. And uh, please lovingly respect us all, like we lovingly respect yeah. Michael. Everyone's Massey. allowed opinions. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to disagree. Yeah, exactly. Opinions are opinions. And uh, yeah, that's it. Tommy, final thoughts. Oh, caught me out there. <laughs> um, I love your little face. Oh, every time oh. you forget this segment. I am buzzing for the Dutch Grand Prix. I really hope it's dry because I might even, uh, might even be there with my, with my people and my, uh, with, my, people. with my orange flair. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be me. Be. I'll get that. Prediction. <laughs> yeah, I won't be. But won't um, be. I won't be in the, in the crowd, but I might be there. So exciting times. you might be there no we are well, going to well, be we there. are going to be there, well, yeah. are you, you're still not deciding whether or not you're <laughs> going to go i mean geez yeah just kind of uh, yeah yes we're going to be <laughs> all being well time. yeah fingers crossed they're going to be there on uh, the weekend which is lovely katie unfortunately not for you uh but what's your final thought after hearing that <laughs> mine is i'm gonna go <laughs> off and cry now so thanks for rubbing it in <laughs> i'll be here Manning the base with your orange pillows. With my orange, yeah, there you go. That's my yeah. contribution to the Use super max pillows. Yeah, oh, definitely God. a yellow, but yeah, lovely. But there you go, there you go. But I hope you have a nice time, guys. Send me a postcard. A postcard. Yeah, or get me a t-shirt. Oh, it's a, it a beach, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's near a beach. So. There you go. Is it? Yeah, sunbathing in the rain. No, exactly. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Um, okay, Don't cool. Don't make me more jealous than I already am. <laughs> yeah, my final thought is. Oh my God, I'm going to hear an F1 car again, maybe. Fingers crossed. I don't <laughs> want to say anything because there's so yeah. many things that can change. And but, also uh, because we're we're only going for the race. So, we, so if it's another spa, we won't because we don't want to get to see qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, make sure to use the hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussions. And uh, also check out Team WTF1, of course, the things that we've mentioned, uh, the Silverstone track experience, competition to win a day at the Mercedes F1 factory where you can drive a Formula One simulator, the actual Formula One simulator at Mercedes. Uh, if you're quick, you, you might, you know, they've said, uh, yeah, exactly. Still up for grabs. Still up for grabs. <laughs> so technically, if you, you put an absolute worldy of a lap in, sorry, George, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. You're good on a sim, so get me in there. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so there you go. And yeah, the uh, links will be in the description. Thank you so much to Tommy, to Katie, and to everybody watching and listening. We will see you very soon for another podcast where myself and Tommy will be probably not on the ground doing it, but we'll be somewhere doing somewhere stuff. So yeah, look forward <laughs> to that. Covered in an orange flare. <laughs> Bye! Bye!